Hi there, I'm Keith Cauley, and this is Thrive, a Bridgestone America's podcast where we explore our company through compelling conversations with teammates across our organization. Arguably, some may say that talking tires is not super compelling, sexy, or cool, but I know a lot of people who would disagree, and I'm not just talking about our Bridgestone teammates. There are a few areas of the business that just ooze awesome in every sense fueling a need for speed or a great adventure in the great outdoors. Whether on two wheels or four, our ultra-high performance motorcycle and off-road tires are celebrated by enthusiasts who live to drive and experience the extreme. Today, we talk to Ian McKenney and Jared Williams about recent moves in these spaces that show how the passion and innovation that Bridgestone puts into these tires matches the excitement and emotion those enthusiast drivers get out of them. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, we are joined today uh, by two guys who are going to talk more tires with us. And this is the this is the I want to go fast group is what we're going to establish <laughs> this with today. We are talking about performance tire in a couple of different uh, segments of the market, a couple of different applications. But we'll start across the table for me is Jared Williams, general manager of motorcycle products for Bridgestone in U.S. and Canada. Jared, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And here in the middle is Ian McKenney. And Ian is the senior product manager for Consumer Tire, also a guy who likes to go fast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to dive in. And the the aspect of performance tire, maybe some people have heard the term ultra high performance or UHP Mm -hmm. is an acronym. Uh, We have our long acronym spreadsheet at Bridgestone. So any opportunity to explain, we will take. So UHP, ultra high performance tire is an area. But of course, within that motorcycle, we're going two wheels instead of four. There's some competition aspects of that, but also for people who've got their bikes, they're out on the roads on the weekends, just kind of enjoying speed, touring, all of the above, we're going to cover the gamut. But before we do that, we like to learn a little bit about our guests, learn a little bit about the background that brought you to where you're at. So Jared, let's start with you. What's been your journey in the world of whether it's tires or beyond They got you to your motorcycle role today? Sure. Well, first, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. I've been with Bridgestone for 18 years. I came into to the company through the Navigator training program and uh, spent my first 10 years in the consumer sales group. And my first job over there was area sales manager. I had the southern half of Texas, really got to know our, our retailers down there and, and learn the business. I progressed from there to the, the north region marketing manager, then uh, led the, a sales team that covered the northeastern 18 states in the in the country, had the wonderful opportunity to work with some of the, our largest customers. So Tire Rack, my team signed large customers like Mavis and Tire Discounters. So really proud of the work we did there. After 10 years, transitioned over to commercial TBR marketing. I was the Bridgestone brand and program manager. So I learned the fleet business, negotiated a lot of uh, fleet contracts there and really got exposure to brand marketing as well too. So all those skills, uh, really led me to where I am today, uh, the, the general manager of, of motorcycle products, where we handle all those things. So, Was it something that you saw that opening where like, I want to go do that? Or was it kind of an opportunity as the availability uh, in the position was there and it was kind of a next step that the company and you identified together? It absolutely was one of those things where I saw, I didn't know I wanted it until <laughs> I saw it, right? So That's um, the story of our lives, everybody, right? Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> it, it had all the things I didn't know uh, you know, came together in one because I love the sales. I, I love the marketing and 
then you add the global aspect to mm -hmm. motorcycles. And, and in addition, the customer loves your product. It's not a grudge purchase anymore. You go and, and speak to customers and dealers and distributors, and you know you're you're talking about their baby. It's their hobby. Their their motorcycle is theirs, and they are excited about the performance and awesome attributes you're going to bring to their hobby. So, uh, all that together just just made this a dream scenario. Well, I think that's one of the things that makes kind of this conversation today so unique. Is like this is an enthusiast market, right? Where everybody you're talking to is super enthused about tires in general. It's not like trying to help somebody understand the right tires to put on their CUV. Like they they know kind of about the tires in the world, right? So an enthusiast market. Uh, Ian, what about you uh, in your journey at Bridgestone and beyond? Yeah, no, uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, I started with Bridgestone right out of college. Um, I've been with Bridgestone for a little over 12 years now. So um, lifer in a term yeah, right there, yeah. right? I'm on track, <laughs> right, right, heading that direction. Um, out of school, I started at ATC okay. on the development side. Um, the America's Technology Center in Akron, you. Ohio. Sure, sure. And I was in the consumer OE side when I started. So I worked with OEMs like BMW, Nissan, Volkswagen on projects at the time that would be coming out in three to five years in the future. So you'd get your laundry list of targets from the customer, you know, from BMW, work as best you can to, to fit a tire for that specific vehicle. After a few years of that, I actually moved over to the replacement side of the house, designing product lines, entire lines, primarily in the truck and SUV space and also winter tires. And that was my first real interaction with the product management, product strategy group, because they were the ones who were handing the targets to ATC and saying, you know, here are all the sizes we want for this product. It needs to be able to do A, B, and C. It needs to carry this load. It needs to be this speed rating. And so a lot of that interaction, I was receiving all of that information from them. Uh, in the middle there, and it was actually when I was still doing OE work, I had a, an interesting cross-training opportunity with the IndyCar race team. Mm -hmm. This 2013 season, I actually kind of did double duty. So I did OE development and then select weeks out of the year, I would fly out with the race team, go to the track, do race tire stuff with IndyCar, and then land back in town on Monday <laughs> and try to catch up on all my work for OE before we left again the next weekend. <laughs> so um, that was a lot of fun. IndyCar is my passion. Um, I should have led with this. I was born and raised in Indianapolis. Oh, all right. Um, Indianapolis Motor Speedway was essentially in my backyard. Never missed a race. Loved IndyCar, NASCAR, everything I could get my hands on. In college, that's my co-ops were in the racing industry. So I viewed joining Bridgestone and Firestone as a way to extend my racing career. Turned out I loved the consumer side so much that that's where I stayed. In 2019, moved down to the tower here in Nashville, and I was on the project management side, doing a lot of our NPP process. Step into a different world on the commercial side, so doing TBR, Bandag, AOR, and uh, did that for a couple of years. Saw an opportunity to join the product management team that I had interacted with so often when I was on the trade side, the replacement side, and really, you know, wanted that job. I mean, it was a wonderful team of people to be on. Everything that they, they touch uh, has such a huge impact on the company. And I said, you know, I want to take part in that. So lucky, lucky enough that they uh, would have me on their team and have just been doing that for a little over the last year. 
And so two guys who are super passionate about their roles and the tires that they're talking about in their roles. And uh, you mentioned like the team that you're on now. So some people who've listened to other podcasts, Will Robbins uh, is the leader of your team, right? And we talked to him and Iris uh, previously about how we bring consumer uh, products in particular to market. And so a part of that team, but a, a specific focus in a little bit maybe of the performance stuff, which is what we want to talk about today. And we mentioned that enthusiast audience, right? And I think from a consumer planning side or even a, a marketing side as, as Bridgestone is a brand, we kind of have some segments of audiences, right? And so at a high level, can you share a little bit about the people that make up these different audiences and where the enthusiast market, if you will, fits into that? Sure, spectrum? yeah. Uh, in general, we have some high-level bins that we can categorize people and vehicles and tires into. A lot of it is based on the USTMA. You, the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. Yes. Right? Yep. Th thank you very much. The way that they categorize tires. So you've got the two biggest categories would be the touring category and the highway category. And these are, generally speaking, the cars and the trucks that you see on the road every day, going up and down the road as you're on your way to work, you're going to the grocery store. They're the two, by far, the two largest segments. Everybody are, is using these products, and it's... I don't want to say that they're not enthusiasts, but they're using these products on vehicles that are more utilitarian. Like I'm trying to get to point A from point A to point B. As we step away from those two, you, you start to get, you know, we say the fringes, but they're the next two largest segments would be UHP, ultra high performance that you mentioned. And then on the other side, we've got all terrain and max traction, which we kind of like to group together because they're doing similar things, maybe not to the same extent, but the same theme. So Really, our enthusiasts lie in those two groups. And then finally, we can close it out with winter tire. And that spans all the groups because, you know, we need winter products for touring cars, for highway trucks, for, you know, all-terrain vehicles that might want additional snow capabilities mm -hmm. or even in the performance space. Some people don't want to be limited on going fast if there's snow on the road. We've got a product for that, too, so... And when you talk about like the max traction, it's the we we just did a, a conversation with the off the road team OTR, which is the giant mining construction tires. This is off road without the the, which is more Correct. like Jeep. You want to go mudding, you want to go bouldering, bouldering type stuff. It's that type of enthusiast in off road pursuits. Exactly. the The road ending doesn't prohibit you from continuing to go. Fantastic. And so. Motorcycle, uh, Jared, uh, is a is subset of that maybe UHP or that you know that enthusiast group. What would you say is the history? You talked about the global connection in Bridgestone, but what is I guess the the place that motorcycle tire fits within the Bridgestone universe, and what's been its history with the company? Sure. So motorcycle has always been very important because um, even before we defined it as the E eight mm -hmm. uh, commitment. We were connecting to, to customers through emotion. So it's it's always been a very important part from that standpoint. So the, the quick history, let's go back to 1983, and, and you've already mentioned Potenza. Motorcycles' version of that is Battleaxe. That's our sub-brand for performance and race Strong times. name in itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the leading edge in battle. That's right, that's right. So anyway, a, a quick note. We launched Battleaxe in 1983, and our global CEO, Shu Ishibashi-san, he was actually heavily heavily involved in that sub-brand launch. So no pressure on my team or anything, but uh, <laughs> it is important to certain people within the company. So um, in, in, in all seriousness, that was Bridgestone planting our flag in the ground saying performance, racing, et cetera, the enthusiast market is important to our company. And it didn't take long. 1987, uh, we had already won our first MotoGP race at the, the 250 Grand Prix at Suzuka. 
MotoGP is the highest level racing in motorcycles. So it, it was a big deal. And over the next 15 or so years, Bridgestone had lots of success in MotoGP. It was open tire competition back then. Beginning in 2009, Bridgestone became the spec tire for MotoGP. And we held that until 2015. So what's really interesting to see, the technologies and, and all the success we had there, the technologies are now making their way into our mass market tires that normal consumers are riding on today. So that that's just a, a really neat model to watch and, and also look forward to as well. Now, that that's globally. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., North America, we're a little different here, right? So Riding is a hobby. It's not a mode of transportation in North America. So cruisers, so think Harley-Davidson and Indian motorcycles. That's the American V-Twin cruiser category. It's huge here, okay? Not necessarily around the the globe, though. Also, we love our dirt bikes. So that's another category that's huge here, but not necessarily in every global market. So we're unique here that the highest level racing in off-road dirt is uh, supercross, um, you know, motocross racing. And so same thing, we've been heavily involved in that over the years. Supercross, not, not so much in recent years, but we were heavily involved back in the day. We still support many regional off-road and, and motocross series. And when you switch over to street road racing, bagger racing has really made a, a, a resurgence here, hmm. or really an invention in the past few years. Okay. And what's unique about this, you mentioned NASCAR earlier, Ian, think big, heavy vehicles that weren't designed for racing, 500, 600 pound Indian and Harley motorcycles. Well, (laughs) modify them, put some race tires on them, and then go race them on some of the premier racetracks in the world. So (laughs) sure, that's normal. That's the American version of (laughs) motorcycle racing here. So anyway, that's the quick history of of where we've been and and where we are now. I mean, because when I think of like MotoGP, right, it's the guys laying down their knees as they come around turns on these extreme road courses, right? They're doing this with like Harleys and Indians now? Or not to that extreme level. Oh, they they get their knee down. Fantastic. Yes. I got to go watch some YouTube videos, man. I'm a little behind the times, it appears. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, and I, I think you talked about MotoGP. I mean, it has a very uh, passionate following, similar to like some F1 and IndyCar and some of the premier sport, you know, motorsport racing in North America here has that target audience that is super passionate. So they might be more familiar, but you actually just announced with Bridgestone Motorcycle, a partnership with the Canadian Superbike Series. So bringing that a little bit more close to home, getting it more integrated with our business in the U.S. and Canada. What's the objective of that partnership that y'all recently announced? For the next four years, beginning in 2023, Bridgestone is the title uh, sponsor and spec tire for CSBK, Canadian Superbike Championship. And that's big because that allows us to show off our, our awesome race tires here in the North American market. And to your point, this is traditional road racing. This is super bikes and, and sport bikes. And as far as the objectives, um, it's really twofold. Number one, it ladders up to our, our global motorcycle business strategy, which is to, to transition to a premium niche player. And this is just another way of saying driving mix. You've heard Paolo, Ricardo, other business leaders, drive mix, drive mix. This is our terminology for that. And when you're driving mix, the highest value add segments in motorcycle is race, sport, and touring. So by capturing one of these pinnacle series like CSBK, it allows us to develop this technology and and, uh, tie our marketing to that. And it trickles down and has that halo effect on some of these other categories. 
So that's, that's the first objective. You know, it, it lines up to the North Star strategy as well, that, that building that earning power of the core tire business. The second objective, which is my favorite, is connecting to the customer or fulfilling the E8 commitment by connecting to the customer through emotion. You know, when you think about it, there are only a few Bridgestone businesses that, that can really do that. We've got Bridgestone Golf, IndyCar. We've got the enthusiast segment that Ian is talking about in Consumer. And perhaps I'm forgetting uh, some, but, but motorcycle, that is really the purpose of our business. Of course, we have to, to deliver a profitable business, right? That's the other side of it, sure. That's <laughs> it. That's it. But I had the chance to travel to Japan in August and, and hearing the global leaders explain that Bridgestone's, or excuse me, motorcycle's true value to Bridgestone is connecting to the customer through emotion because that's something we can do that, that many other businesses just can't as well. Yeah. Well, I know the recently announced uh, 2030 long-term strategic aspiration, right, is the kind of short-term next eight years or so of our step-by-step tactical execution of the 2050 path of our longer vision. But they call out the portfolios, right, in there of your consumer tires, your commercial tires, and then you have your premium tires or specialty tires, which is OTR, the -the off-the-road that we talked about with Rob and Grok. Um, And in there is also aircraft and then motorcycle. I mean, some clear call-outs to these different segments and the value that they bring to the company that we don't always think about day to day, but are very vital to what we're doing, right? Well, Ian, so Jared's in the motorcycle space. Seems like we're growing. We're kind of doubling down a little bit there, as he said, around global motorsports and and getting a little bit more of the racing segment of bikes into North America. We've seen over maybe the last two years or so, I think a a good bunch of new products come out in the ultra high performance consumer space. So some things in the Potenza line, um, a new Firehawk product. Mm -hmm. Um, But it had been a few years, if that's fair, right? Since we've kind of seen that movement. So what's been been, I guess, the the buildup of the last couple of years to where we are right now. Sure. And I'll take us on a, yeah. a little history tour sure. to explain kind of how we got to where we, we were. We like then, to learn here. Yeah. yeah. So we've got two major brands, Bridgestone and Firestone. I think everybody knows, and even, even on the Thrive podcast, you guys have had a chance to talk about Firestone's motorsports history, you know, being in essentially IndyCar from the very beginning at the Indy 500, you know, taking that through the 60s and then even in Formula One for Firestone from like the 50s into the 70s. It actually kind of dovetailed nicely because right about the mid-70s when Firestone, you know, got out of Formula One, that's when Bridgestone started getting in and dipping their toe into like the the Japanese Grand Prix and then, you know, saying, all right, how can we expand into Formula Two? And it was right about that time, you know, a couple of years after that they, they first started experimenting with motorsport that we got our first Potenza product in 1979. And it wasn't long after that where they really expanded into European Formula 2. And then, you know, you know, participating in more Formula 1 races, we're getting all of these Potenza lines coming out. So as we're gaining this technology and this experience in motorsports, it's directly translating to the products consumers are getting on the road. And then we entered in the late 90s, Formula One, the top level of motorsports full time. And honestly, you know, we won our first championship about a year later, a season later. So we get into it to compete. We're not there to just participate. We want to do well. Same thing happened with IndyCar. Firestone gets back into IndyCar. And within two, three seasons, competition's driven out because they can't keep up anymore. And so we've always excelled at motorsports. But, you know, we saw in 2010, we decided, hey, maybe the top level Formula One you know, being a title sponsor and the sole provider of tires maybe isn't for us. We've had some products out there, but, you know, life cycle, they got a little bit longer. And so 
um, we've had a concerted effort over the last couple of years, uh, a, a reprioritization of the performance segment. You know, Palo's hit on several times uh, some things like hyper-segmentation, where it's not enough to say, oh, yeah, we've got a product there. Well, how many more divisions within that performance segment are there? Are we participating there? Do we have a presence? And even, you know, before it might have been, well, there's not a ton of volume, and so maybe that's not the play we want to make. Now it's, yeah, absolutely, we want to go after that, and we don't want to just participate. We want to win, and we can parlay this performance here into products that everyday customers are going to buy down the line. And so in the last couple of years, like you mentioned, we have had the Potenza Sport Mm -hmm. in 2021, the Firehawk that you mentioned, Firehawk All-Season Version 2, just launched in August. That is a direct connection between motorsports. So we had our Indy Firehawk rain race tire. Mm -hmm. That pattern directly translated into the pattern that we put out for the Firehawk ASV2. So if you look at that tire and you look at the one that the consumer can buy, they're going to say, yeah, I can see that. That's the same thing. They're using the same technology, which is really cool because it's so rare that you can kind of translate that experience into what someone's getting these days. As we move forward, well, I will say also this year, we just launched our competition tire, the Potenza RE71RS. It had been a while. Um, We had the RE71R that launched in 2015. We came in like gangbusters, did great in grassroots racing, SECA, you know, podiums, national championships, doing excellent. And then, um, you know, there was a little bit of a deprioritization. We said, you know, this is a great product. We'll let it sit out there. Obviously, competitors come in with new products and and, you know, you start to lose a little bit of share. And we actually had a pause there where, you know, between the RE71R and this new product, we really weren't in that space at all. And part of that was, well, we don't want to just put something out to put it out. Yeah. Like, if we're going to do it, we want to do it with the best product. And so we've seen, we waited a little bit. We launched the RE71RS officially in June, um, which is kind of in the middle of the race season. But uh, we've seen the uptake in product and, uh, has been great. The... Uh, as you've mentioned, this is an enthusiast segment. They don't. We don't have to advertise really hard. You know, there's not a lot of marketing. These folks will go and do their own homework. They're going to get it, get their hands on the tires. They're going to do their own testing because they want to win, and that's what we've seen with this product. People have b- purchased them, seen the results. We're we're winning podiums and national championships already. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of momentum there, and that's going to carry us into the future. Um, something that's launched in Europe, Potenza Race which is uh, us getting back into like supercar tires, which has been kind of a gap. And this this was something, once again, championed by like Palo and that hyper-segmentation. We have these prestige vehicles. We're a prestige brand. Why are we not playing there? And this was our opportunity to do that. And so we're getting fitments on like the Lamborghini Huracan STO as an OE, which isn't something that we'd done for, for quite a while. And we're starting to see that Potenza race brand, you know, as those vehicles come over here, we're getting more familiar with it. We're looking for opportunities to expand that here in our market. So there has really been a, a concerted effort to to raise the performance brand, the awareness and our participation level in that segment. Yeah. Well, I mean, just listening to the description of some of that, right? And what Jared was talking about too. I mean, these are the things when you're scrolling through social media and any kind of tire images that pop up. I mean, these are people who own really good looking bikes that they're out there waxing, you know, in the middle of the week. They want it to shine and look nice. You've got these grassroots kind of car, whether it's car clubs or series that mm-hmm. race at small tracks and 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 do tours around, but a lot of grassroots community engagement because these are people who care about their cars and like this is the sexy stuff to look at right when you're on any of the imagery on this stuff i mean this is the cool and and fast aspect 
I mean, Jared talked about it a little bit, why in motorcycles it's important to kind of be a, a player and be innovating. In general, I think you, you hit on some of it there, Ian, but the 2030 strategic aspiration talks about value over volume, right? So it's right. the high value products as opposed to just let's go get something in there to sell, sell, sell. But I guess, is that the reason why it's so important for us to be a player in these? Like if we said we kind of deprioritized it or we went stagnant for a couple of years, why is it so important now that we double down and get back? In? Sure. So to, to for these products like a competition tire, like a RE71 RS or a Potenza race that's going on a supercar, we understand that's not geared toward everybody. The volumes on those aren't going to be huge. But the brand recognition and the performance there provides a halo effect on everything else that we sell downstream. And like Jared said, you know, there's a lot of concerted effort toward rich mix. You know, we don't need to sell every tire and every size and put it on every vehicle, but where we do sell it, we want to make sure that it makes sense not only for our manufacturing, but also it makes sense for the consumer and they're getting a good product that we can also make good business off of. Um, so as we start to see performance in an RE71 RS, winning podiums, those folks and getting that kind of grassroots word of mouth going, you know, they're more likely to put a performance all season tire on their daily driver car. Or, you know, as you get that, that great video capture of these beautiful cars doing extremely high performance maneuvers and people say, oh, well, that's on a Bridgestone. They have great technology. That's something that I can apply to my car. So as you start to get down into the performance segment away from competition, but you're looking at you know, a Potenza Sport, which is like a summer product for folks who just want to put it on their car and, you know, go run the Blue Ridge Parkway and have a great weekend. Or on a daily driver to have like a Potenza RE980 AS Plus, that's an all-season product, but you can say, hey, the weather's a little bit bad, but I don't have to sacrifice that performance level. That's kind of what we're trying to shine a light with these pr premium level products and these competition products to say, hey, what we're doing to win in this space that's really difficult, we're applying to all these other products that everybody can go by regardless of whether or not you have a Ferrari or not. Not everybody's got the hurricane, but we'll we'll dream one day. We'll get right. there. Um, Jared, I mean, you, you said you started with the company, right, in uh, kind of consumer products. You went into commercial. I mean, does all of that kind of ring familiar to you, right? I mean, the halo effect that and what your team is doing now in motorcycle to have the halo effect of proven performance, the technology, the innovation that they drive kind of, did you remember how that went out into your areas when you were prior to motorcycle? And also, how are you feeling it now as you go? I mean, you're off a, a bender, right, of like three events in 10 days where you guys were having all the success. Do you feel all of that build as we kind of see this momentum around the resurgence of the performance brands with, with Bridgestone the last couple of years? Yes, it, it all feels very familiar. And, and it's the same model that, that we've seen for years, except on steroids, right? When when you add the North Star framework and and actually say, hey, we're, we're building the earning power and, and driving mix and um, then we make an investment like in Nasu, that, that's the motorcycle tire plant in Japan, uh, where they're only expanding the premium tire portion of, of, of our capacity. All that's very familiar and, and seeing, you know, hearing the words and then seeing it take place, that's, that's really impressive and, and makes me feel good about where we're going as Bridgestone and, and the decisions we're making. Yeah. Where is it going next for you in motorcycle? What's kind of on the horizon as the next big things on your big checklist? Yeah. So 
in general terms, I'm looking forward to the snowball, okay? Mm-hmm. Because two things are going to happen, you know, through through connecting to the customer through emotion. You know, I, I love going to races and seeing these customers uh, wearing Bridgestone Motorsports logos and cheering on their riders because they're not just cheering on the riders. They have a motorcycle or two or three and, and a pickup truck and SUV as, as well. So if they have on Bridgestone Motorsports, what do you think their vehicles have? So it's, it's a stronger connection than one tire transaction. It's, it's a commitment to your brand because they love what you're providing for them. So when you're building that kind of connection with the customer and then pairing that with the new technologies that you're developing for that race series, which ends up in the mass market tires, you're just creating the snowball effect between high value add products and the built-in sales that will come along with it. So that's what I'm looking forward to uh, watching this play out over the next eight to 10 years. Letting gravity do its thing, right? Let that snowball move downhill. I like it. Uh, Ian, what about what about you in the uh, consumer space? We talk about Enlighten a lot as this kind of next future focus of our, our product technology and, and manufacturing. What does that have to, what role does that have to play in, I guess, UHP? And I guess what's next as you continue to double down in this space? Sure. So as we're, we're talking about E8 commitment and Enlighten, I, I understand, you, like Jared said, for performance products, emotion, emotion, emotion. Like this is where people really get to let loose. But you know, as a part of that, we, we want to make sure that some of the other E's are represented in performance tires too. And you know, we we have corporate initiatives that we want to hit for sustainability. Um, and this is not separate from that. You know, this is coming along for the ride too. And so we need to figure out how do we maintain that performance and maintain that level of emotion that a consumer is going to get out of the product, but still do the right thing globally. And so one of the E's that we're, we're really leaning into for like our Pretenza brand products is, is ecology. And, and the biggest part of that is Enlighten. So we've got these technology stacks that Akron is using and, and they inlu- use Enlighten technology packages. So whether that's, you know, the body plies or the belt and nylon packages or a tread compound that enable us to, one, use less material without sacrificing performance or use materials that are more sustainable than they would have been in the past, but get you equal or better performance, that's how we're contributing to kind of that that enlighten and those E8 targets. Through emotion, because we never sacrifice the performance, but also, you know, doing the responsible thing, whether it comes to materials or sustainability. Yeah. So it's all part of the connected universe together. Of course. We're all doing it. We we said it when, uh, when Paolo explained it, and, and Will did a really good job as well. It's the idea that a lot of times you have to trade off performance for sustainability or one of the other, and that's what we're refusing to do. We're not trading it off anymore, right? So uh, the journey continues just with this group a little bit faster than most, just because of the need for speed that everybody has. But Jared, thanks for taking the time to join us and talk motorcycles. Ian, thanks for taking the time and talking UHP. Excited to see what the future brings for, for everybody involved. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Now, if you're behind the wheel taking this one in and you suddenly feel the need for speed, just a reminder to play it safe and smart for now. I'm sure Ian and Jared can connect you to a couple of places where you can get a little fast and furious with a proper performance tire fit under the wheels. If you like this chat, be sure to listen to some of our other conversations wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can also watch episodes from season three and forward on the Bridgestone America's YouTube page. Wherever it is you hear us or watch us, feel free to give us a rating or a review to tell us how we're doing. And you can always email a question, episode idea, or a piece of feedback via email at thrivepodcast at bf.com. 
usa.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Keith Cauley telling you to keep on keeping on. And remember that at Bridgestone, today, tomorrow, together, we thrive. Be good, everybody.